Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. Who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How's it going today, Steph? Great. I'm much better than I was last week. Yay. Yay. As am I. My allergies have cleared up. Oh, good. Yeah. We're both feeling chipper. Exactly. Speaking Excellent. of Speaking of healing, uh, your new book is up for pre-order. Oh. Healing from Toxic Relationships. So people can go. La, 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Hey, how are you? Doing all right, thanks. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes up, I don't have COVID anymore. So, that would be ideal. Um, yeah, it's not like you'll notice I'm a little sniffly. I'd, throat's a little dry that's from the but COVID. you want to keep going i get i just want everybody to know i gave him the option of going hey do you not want to this is true nope. steph gave me an out you're dedicated yeah yeah i mean i i was thinking this morning i'm like i'll play it by ear i'll see how i feel and then i was like i'm feeling all right like i'm not feeling too bad um i mean but maybe after talking about this episode you will feel worse the real pain and agony is not COVID. It's talking about Girl More Girl Season 7. Season 7. Yeah. Just, ugh. What's going on with the season? I, I warned you about Season 7, but I think you now did. you're... You know what? Even if you hadn't warned me, I don't think it was, like, unconscious, like, you know, persuasion or whatever. I think it was... I think this season is actually really bad. Yeah. We just It's, like, a dangerous kind of thing where... You don't have the writers from the previous season. And this right. is kind of an important season, too, because this is, well, at the time, it was the last season of the show. So you got to wrap up a lot of storylines. That's not something you want to leave to people who have just hopped in with those characters. So, yeah. So, season seven, episode three, Lorelai's lo- our first cotillion. Um, yeah. It was fun. We Her- don't have a DAR, by the way. They don't do those? No. Okay. I was going to say... Depicted D.A.R. It's a riot. I was going to be like, well, the D.A.R. seems like a pretty exciting place, but I kind of assumed the, the, this was exaggerated no, a little bit. No, we don't do cotillions with, like, little girls. We don't do cotillions, period. And we don't do them with little girls. Absolutely not. Yeah. That's just... That was really... Um, it's... You, you heard it here I just first. find it really interesting, but... Hmm? You heard it here first. Cotillions at the air not, not don't happen. Thing. They don't happen with adults. They don't happen with kids. They don't, they don't happen. Yeah. Now, I'm sure like some, maybe somewhere, not that I, I'll just add, not that I know of, and I'm pretty sure um, they don't. Um, but who, there could be like in some state they do them. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. no, that's, they might have in the past. I don't think so. But I'll just say like, as of now, I have, don't, I have, no information whatsoever about them doing that ever so Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah this episode once again kind of fails to meet the mark so i don't know 
season seven. I've said there is like a few moments in season seven that I like, and I will say uh, Michelle wanting to go to the Cotillion and go with Laura. I do like that, um, but there's a lot of other stuff I don't like. Um, you know, say for instance, Rory and Logan trying to like figure out their relationship, and it's like just awkward to watch. And then Paris is like, "Why don't you try sexting?" And then that happens, and I'm like, "What is going on with this show?" I kind of worry about the message that it sends to girls who are watching the show. Well, I guess guys too, but nice. seems a little problematic to be like having problems with your relationship just sex. It's like no, especially nowadays. Like we know so much more about like what happens when like photos and all that leak out and stuff. Like I was just watching that and I was just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? This is just awful. It's also for a long distance relationship, so it's tricky. I mean, obviously yeah. with both people's consent um when it's a long distance relationship sometimes you just try to keep it as exciting as you can too so yeah true all right well emily and richard um uh, they don't react as poorly to uh luke and lorelei breaking up as lorelei expects she thinks it's gonna be this big deal and they're like okay yeah so. what up <laughs> yeah i think they're like oh we you know, it's sad to hear, but they kind of just move on. And it's funny because uh, Lorelai keeps being like, yeah, but like, you know, uh, you're going to buy us a house. And they're like, okay. Like, she's trying to really goat them and nothing's really working, which I thought was great. Like, I think yeah, it's well, like, it kind of shows that maybe she doesn't know her, just like she feels her parents don't know her. Maybe she doesn't really know her parents. Yeah. And she kind of vilifies them a lot of the time. And like, yeah. you know, in a case like this, like they were like, no. Like, we just, we genuinely feel bad for what happened. Like, they're not truly the villains that sometimes I think the show, and especially Lorelai likes to think they are. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, they're arranging some kind of, like, cotillion dance, and, uh, Lorelai is, uh, forced to attend. So, Michelle, Michelle's like, I'll go. And he really wants to go. He's really excited about this cotillion. He's totally into it. Yeah. yeah. Which kind of makes sense. That's kind of his thing. And, That's kind of his wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was really great that, like, you had an episode just with Michelle and uh, and uh, Lorelai. They just did their thing. Thing. It was kind yeah. of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And kind of throughout the episode, I think Lorelai kind of finds out that the life that maybe... Uh, they wanted to, her to live was not nearly as terrible as she was thinking it would be because she's having fun at the cotillion and she's having a, a good time. So, however, you saw when she, they did the flashback episode to her teenager, she was in the waiting room all by herself. Yeah, at the hospital. Mm -hmm. So something wasn't going well back then. Yeah, I think she, uh, Laura, like kind of like that was at a time when she was at her most hostile. It seems like with her parents. So. You know, I think no matter what they tried to do, it wasn't going to work. But it's interesting that now, like, yeah, she she seemingly is like, you know, like, okay, maybe I didn't need to be as defensive or hostile about this as I was. So it's just interesting to see her kind of realize that. Not like I think the mend is or the relationship has been totally mended, but I think it just goes to show that she maybe underestimates her her parents sometimes. Again, not that it's not problematic, but no. But maybe it's not as one-sided as she likes to think. So, um, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Christopher shows up, and we're all like, ugh, Christopher, please. Just and Brian is a voice of reason and support for Zach. I really like Brian. Yeah. And we learn his parents have a happy marriage. That's good. What do you say? They're unreasonably happy or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, that he seemingly was very, um, like, the way he was talking to uh, Zach, too. Like, I... I I find it interesting, like, are they going to live together? Like, what's their living situation? Are they going to have this kid and, like, Brian's still going to stay there? But Because they're kind of involving him in the, oh, you know, he was already, like, kind of, you know, a little freaked out about his getting married, but, you know, he didn't really count on a baby. Like, I think it's really sweet that they're including him as part of their family unit. Well, I took that to mean, like, that was Zach saying that he, that he was, but it was really Zach. Oh, like he was projecting? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I took that too. as. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. interesting that you mentioned that because I took that to mean something different. Like I thought he was being like, oh, Brian's not too sure about this. But really it was Zach who wasn't sure. Because Brian seems like he would yeah, just so be like. Projection. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then Christopher sell, tells Lorelai that he loves her and wants to be with her. Um and uh yeah lorelei calls him at the end of the episode to kind of start their new relationship and this is like is watching that why she called him because they don't really they don't she just says hi right like yeah like... i think it was sort of inferred like it was on her to call him back to sort of initiate that That's relationship right. or at least kind of get the ball rolling yeah. so when she does yeah. it's like oh she's made that decision she wants to be with him because uh, she she doesn't seem to be like she doesn't go from relationship to relationship right like she's had time periods where she wasn't with somebody like after max yes so there must really be something there or or they're both in love with the idea of it rather than the actual relationship mm -hmm. okay um yeah uh what was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode thought michelle was great in this episode just that, that he's in, so into the cotillion thing and just that that fits like who he is mm, and then 100%. i like brian too I, I think brian's just like i'm such a down-to-earth fun character One i thing... really miss gil gil needs to come back yes Maybe? we need an episode where we just follow a day in the gil like what's like, his I day want like? an episode just kept alien doing like a world tour huh uh yeah i would like that too like what what is i wouldn't mind like a day where we just follow gill exclusively nobody else and then the end of the episode is him yeah. meeting up with hep alien and that's just like you're like oh that's what a day in gill's life is like you know he's making sandwiches he's making out with his hot wife he's having fun living his best life you, know. you call the show like 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 oh i don't even need a show i just need like one episode of gilmore girls bring like in the second show. revival yeah. I know there's going to be, like, maybe not a whole lot of episodes, like six or eight episodes. I don't care. One episode has to be a Gil-centric episode. We, the fans... Was Gil in, in the... Oh, go ahead. He is in the revival. He is. Oh, he I, is? Oh, he's cool. He's not super prominent, but he does show up. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, first was Zach and Paris, because Zach, I, I was over him. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to kind of grow on the actor though because I think he's doing the best with, with the materials he's been given. Um, and Paris just is getting way over the top. Yes, and I like think... she went from having this one this one business to like all of a sudden she's got employees now. Hmm? 
Yeah, and what I've noticed too is like it is the last season. I think they knew that going in, so I think the actors and actresses are starting to kind of recognize that like, you know, hey, this is my last chance to make an impression. So that's why I think like Zach's acting in this is a little better, maybe because he knew like this was his last chance to make a good impression. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, huh. But yeah, I think he went on to be in the show True Blood. He was in that quite a bit. I think so. so yeah. Uh, my favorite, yeah, I, I did really like, uh, Michelle in this, and it sucks because I really wanted to like one of the main characters, but Michelle kind of stole the show, so, um, yeah, and then worst, oh gosh, literally choose, there's so many of them, Chris, Zach, uh, Rory was kind of insufferable in this. Logan was kind of insufferable. Yeah, yeah. They all kind of were not great. So, I don't know. I can't really choose. Just literally, you could choose anyone, and they all qualify. Emily and Richard to me are just untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> Emily and Richard are always great. Even when Emily is like a little Except bit more yeah. one sided, it's still kind of fun to watch. And it makes, and she does right. such a great job with it. Same with Richard. Oh, Although, yeah. oh, I think yeah. he's a little bit less one-dimensional because unlike emily he doesn't really get as like manic as she does so um and if he or like kind of have an understanding you know i think they have they have you know, i know it's been portrayed as not a real solid relationship but it's more solid in relationship with emily yeah so i kind of like their exchanges 100 percent. okay um all right uh favorite uh, reference from this episode. Do we have a favorite reference? Sure, yeah. Slim, Slim Keith was a socialite in the U.S., and she introduced she saw Lauren Bacall on the cover of a magazine, and her husband was an executive, I believe, at a, a movie company, and that's how Lauren Bacall was discovered. So she is responsible for Lauren Bacall's career starting. Nice. So there you go. What about you? Uh, Paris said something like uh, that means you, Casanova. Uh, referring to Giacomo Casanova, uh, who was an Italian adventurer and author of, or from the Republic of Venice. So he had like a pretty substantial uh, autobiography. So was there a movie about who was in the movie with him? There was a recent. There's an old movie in that recent movie. I can't remember who was in that recent movie. Uh, there was Casanova Variations with John Malkovich. That was the most recent for 2014. Uh, that was probably the, like there is one from Italy, but I think the one the most you're probably thinking of would probably be the one with John Malkovich. Yeah. So yeah, uh, there was also Casanova from 2005 with Heath Ledger, Sienna Miller, Charlie Cox. Yeah, and... that's okay. That's actually the one I was thinking of. Okay. okay. Yeah. So interesting person. Even if uh, I and I like I was very much surprised that this episode had an ep a reference like that where people could probably go and look this person up because a very interesting person. So. Um, okay. Uh, favorite quote. Did you have a favorite quote from this episode? So, not so much this, but I think it gets into the psych part of this, is that Paris saying fear is a great motivator. People use it. Um, mm -hmm. Fear is a motivator, but I wouldn't say it's great. We can talk more about that in the, yeah. in the psych piece. But, well, how about you? Um, well, there was one, but I thought it was very clever, but then also I'm kind of on the verge of thinking it's homophobic. Um, 
Uh, Rory says, hey, you want to, you're going to wow them at the cotillion. And then Beverly says, did you ever attend a cotillion? And Rory says, no, I haven't actually, but I had a coming out party. And Lorelai says, and I totally supported her decision. She shouldn't have to hide her love for woman. I'm like... That was weird, too. Yeah. Like, watching the episode, it was kind of clever, and I kind of had a chuckle, but then I stopped and thought, I'm like, that seems a little problematic. Not, like, right. overtly problematic, not nearly as bad as some other stuff like that, but still, I was like... Ugh. But some of the some of the non-overt stuff can be some of the most hurtful, too. Yes. Okay. Um... Behind the scenes trivia, if we've got any for this episode, there's probably a few, I'd imagine. Um, oh, also, I'll, I'll just mention I looked up DAR and um, you know the one I belong to. <laughs> yeah. Online. And the, and we I remember we do a, a lot of scholarships for um, for younger people, so no, okay. we don't have plans, but we do um, need based scholarships. That makes sense. That is a little bit more logical than throwing so, parties like that yeah like but you know that doesn't probably make good tv like no no it doesn't no like yeah. here's a scholarship yeah yeah why actually help someone have a better future when you can just throw a party mm-hmm. um okay uh luke has a new hat in this episode did you notice oh, but it's like why is he always wearing a backwards hat and that's interesting i have to tell him that this is one episode where he has a different hat <laughs> Well, he was still wearing a backwards hat, but it was different because if you look, most of the times he wears the one that Lorelai gave him during like uh, one of the earlier seasons. Yeah, uh-huh. so he swapped out that hat, and now he has a Connecticut Defenders, which is a minor league be- baseball team. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the actor that played Luke, he actually uh, played baseball for a mm-hmm. short time. So, yeah, just... It's, yeah, it's very interesting. Like, I I don't want to say this episode was overly clever, but it was clever in the fact that you did have Luke with a, a, a new hat to kind of represent that he's moving on from his relationship with Lorelai. So. I mean, compared to the last episode, this one's genius. Yes. I mean, we're already making progress. We're, we're, we're climbing right. our way from the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. <laughs> Only way to go is up. Yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I feel like the last episode was like rock bottom, kind of. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think that episode, no matter what good it could ever potentially do, will always be soured by the fact that this is that's the episode where you find out Lane's pregnant, and for a lot of people, like that derails her entire storyline. Uh, and uh, I think a lot of people always really like Lane as a character, and to see her kind of fall off the beaten path like that, it, it you know, it's not nearly as good as some people right. think so. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, any mental health observations from this episode? Yeah, the idea of, uh, that Paris has that fear is a great motivator, and that fits her character to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best motivator, oh, I just coughed. <laughs> Bless you. The best motivator is actually positive reinforcement, according mm. to studies. So, so there we go. So you can talk now, because I just start choking. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been eating those like candy today. Um, I, yeah, so positive reinforcement is the best motivator, not fear. Yes. Fear, however, is a motivator because, you know, if you fear something, you're going to be careful about it, right? So yeah. it's a motivator in that sense. But, but the best motivator for future behavior is positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Positive reinforcement meaning like some kind of reward, like someone tells you to do a good job. 
or you tell yourself that or you reward yourself or something, positive reinforcement works. And now mm -hmm. that we have a puppy, I can tell you positive reinforcement works really, really well. So, exactly. Also, I've trained other dogs, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Dog brain and people brains are not too far off. <laughs> you know, like, no. Like, we really respond to, like, if, if you're, like, if your spouse, like, I have people coming for couples therapy, and they'll say, you know, my spouse doesn't take the trash out. And I'll say, well, have you thanked them for doing it when they do it? And they go, well, why should I thank them? You should be doing it anyway. And I'm like, because it works. And you know, when someone does something, if you say, like, good job, you, or I really appreciate you did that, it's amazing how the good stuff starts growing. Yes. Um, same thing with parenting. You know, mm -hmm. like, if you catch your kid being, you know, quote, unquote, bad, I don't like using the word bad with kids, but if you catch your kid, like, doing inappropriate stuff and you never acknowledge when they're doing well, then that's really creating an atmosphere of a kid not feeling good enough. But if you... Uh, say to them good job it doesn't mean you ignore the stuff that is problematic but um but when you praise a kid usually the ideal ratio is six pauses to one negative um mm -hmm. because kids you know what we focus on grows so if you focus on the stuff that's just not going well then that tends to exacerbate it right so i see where paris says fear is a great motivator yes on a on a on a reptilian brain level but overall for complex humans um it's positive Mm-hmm. What you focus on grows. Yes. Um, yeah. I also, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I didn't like how Christopher uh, kind of, I guess, leaves it to Lorelai to kind of get back to him about the relationship. I don't know if there's a proper term for that, but it just seemed like he was kind of passing on responsibility for that decision to her. That she's a good guy or the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, like he's he's kind of forcing her to be the villain, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I was reading too much well, into it. He also that. tried though too, right? Because he yeah. tried to contact her and she wouldn't talk to him and Yeah. So yeah, I mean I could kind of see also that he did make an, an attempt. But yeah. yeah, when you set somebody up to make a, a tough decision, you say, Well, it's all you, it really, you know, abdicates you for any responsibility and puts it all on the other person. That's really not fair. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's time to rate this episode. What do you think for a score? I give it a, a stellar score of a five as compared to the three from last episode. So what do you think? Are you up from 0.5 from the last episode? Yeah, I'll give this like a two. I still don't like it. I think the my issues with this, er, this early part of season seven is like, I think eventually there's a bit more of like an emotional core to these episodes and they kind of find their footing a little bit. It's not nearly as good as Amy Sherman Palladino or even, I'll even say it's probably not even as good as Daniel Palladino and he wasn't even the best writer for those characters, but uh, they're not really writing with the characters kind of emotions or mental state of mind at check. They're just kind of writing things. And I think, they don't have any regard for what that character has been through in the previous seasons or what their mental state is like. So it just kind of makes it very frustrating to watch because you're like, this character has more depth. We know that because we've watched six seasons with these characters. So to watch them go from having that to having like practically no regard for their emotional or mental state, it's just, it's like, uh, it's just painful to watch because you know that the show can do better yeah. than that. It's like an adjustment in the beginning, I think. Yes. And then maybe it gets better, but... I, I do mean, think it gets a little... Character. I do think it gets a little better. I don't... Like I said, I still think this season's probably my least favorite of the seasons, but I do... I would agree that I think it gets better later in the 
in the series, so or later in the season, so yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. Uh, all right. Well, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. Her new book is up for pre-order on her website, Healing from Toxic Relationships. And I'm over at threegreeners.com, where almost every other day we've got new content going up. Who knows how much now that I'm a little sick, but we'll try. All right. Well, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.